Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Friday morning as we continue, fourth and final hour. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. The morning mystery movie clip in about 15 minutes. Families Behind the Badge, Children's Foundation, Mark O'Connor, Stephanie Mack in studio coming up at 9.30 to talk about what they are partaking in next Friday. Nice little holiday block party that we will tell you about. We've also got part due of the cut sheet. Uh, who won Twitter today? Who won YouTube? And what's on tap for the Dawn Show? All still on the way. So the cost of the American dream. We'll get to that in just a moment. But I did want to get into this mask mandate study um, because we have seen countless times schools, and heck, we saw it today uh, in the cut sheet segment where those three left-wing nut jobs in Oakland, California, in a coffee shop were masked up as they discriminated against a Jewish lady using the bathroom because the bathroom had anti-Semitism graffiti on it. So, again, these people wearing these masks as if it means anything, and it does not. The Archives of Disease in Childhood, the ADC, uh, if you want to actually see this study, go to adc.bmj.com, and you can see it. So this was a child mask mandate study for COVID-19, and it was a systematic review of international data that found no benefit for masking kids to protect against COVID. So after years of kids being forced to wear this mask in school-like settings and other environments, the data says it had no benefit, and all the experts being wrong will almost probably get little to no media attention or pushback. So here's a a few uh, little tidbits from this study. So the background is as follows. Mask mandates for children during the COVID-19 pandemic varied in different locations. A risk-benefit analysis of this intervention has not yet been performed. In this study, we performed a systematic review to assess research on the effectiveness of mask wearing in children. We screened 597 studies and include 22 in the final analysis. There were no randomized controlled trials in children assessing the benefits of mask wearing to reduce SARS-CoV-2 infection or transmission. The six observational studies reporting an association between child masking and lower infection rate or antibody seropositivity had critical, which would be a number five, or serious, a number one, risk of bias. All six were potentially confounded by important differences between masked and unmasked groups, and two were shown to have non-significant results when reanalyzed. Sixteen other observational studies found no association between mask wearing and infection or and transmission. Conclusions, real-world effectiveness of child mask mandates against SARS-CoV-2 transmission or infection has not been demonstrated with high-quality evidence. The current body of scientific data does not support masking children for protection against COVID-19. So as we get ready for, and I, 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 you know what, I have to take a step back. I said going into Thanksgiving that I would be willing to bet that when we came out of the Thanksgiving break, some school districts in Philadelphia would go back to mask mandates. To my knowledge, I have not heard one. So um, if that is true, and they did not, then I admit I was wrong on my uh, prediction. But I'm happy to be wrong about that because 
Masking kids is ridiculous. Uh, We'll see what plays out over the Christmas break and when we come back in January. But these are the types of studies that you're not going to get on CNN, MSNBC, CBS News. You won't see it on Yahoo. It ain't going to be on Facebook. Um, And this is just, once again, more proof that what these bureaucrats and these teachers unions and these educators did to children was ridiculous because at the end of the day one thing that has been proven true is that children learn and they learn how to communicate by studying facial features and seeing people talk and the way they interact without having something covering up their face so luckily like my girls i've told you the story before um they started kindergarten in 2019 so it was the 2019 2020 school year Kindergarten, first and second grade, they did not know what it was like to have a normal school year. Third grade, they went back to normal, and now they're in fourth grade this year, still obviously back to normal. I, 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 I'm just grateful every day that my kids did not have any learning setback, any speech impediments, or anything like that, because the data clearly shows masking these kiddos, waste of time. Waste of time. I, I gotta say, too, that I am, I am super, uh, proud of myself for my son probably you know because he was born during the pandemic my That's my right. son has only worn a mask maybe once maybe once yeah and look you know I'm, I'm fortunate enough my wife is fortunate enough you know we both have decent jobs that you know we can afford to do stuff like this which is nice but i kept him out of school yeah. because i did not want him to have to wear a mask i did mm-hmm. not want him to learn that this was the new way that society was going to be and just yep. you know i i just i refused to do it yeah so um i'm i'm super happy that you know i was lucky enough to not have uh my son in school in mass yeah i i would love to see and i'm talking at on an individual level and i don't know what type of pushback you personally face by not masking your kid which by the way i got your christmas card very nice cute kid by the way yeah. <laughs> um so you know i mean on, forget the national media and these talking heads giving us an apology god my I, wife sent this out uh, yeah. yes <laughs> oh, I, think got I didn't it. even realize <laughs> it's like okay yeah. Yeah. cool cool okay it's Sorry. like mini stalker <laughs> it's like stalker it's a, it's a, a toddler yes it's like it's like uh, dr evil and mini <laughs> he's gonna be yelling we start at 6 a.m in like 18 years he's, he's, he's not too many these days he's, <laughs> Yeah, he's the size of a five and a half, six year old. Yeah, Don Don had him a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. Football game. Yeah, yeah. You so know, go ahead, Don. I was just going to point out because I was looking up what the NIH. Because remember, the first studies on this, we started to get an inkling when the first studies on this started to come out. What last like February, March, mm-hmm. and then Rochelle Walensky by May, she's out of here. And who's the new one? Mandy Cohen, the new Mandy, the new CDC director, you never hear boo no. out of her. Right. But I looked up the NIH site, and what's fascinating to me, and this is like the uh, the NIH kind of throwing the CDC under the bus. Uh-oh. The NIH saying, during the pandemic, guidelines issued by the CDC for masking children. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating to me that others, and remember NIH was Fauci's deal. Yep. They're they're all like throwing under the bus the CDC and Rochelle Walensky because they're all going. We didn't. And the World Health Organization, we we never recommended. Yeah, 
I'd like to take the NIH, the CDC, and the WHO and back the bus over all three of them. I love electric <laughs> school buses. Unbelievable. And I want a gas-powered bus. All right, so that's that story. Um, if you want to check it out, I mentioned the website a few minutes it, ago. You're right, though. This is not going to make make the mainstream media no. that it should Mm-mm. because it's it's. It, I mean, this is really. There, there are so many failures. There's so many failures of us as a society and government uh, around COVID. And I get it. It was a new thing. It was something that we were just kind of experimenting with at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were making decisions on the fly. I understand all that. But not to take a look back uh, at anything and right. say, well, we did this wrong. We did this wrong. We did this wrong. We're never going to do this again. It'll. We're just going to do the same yep. thing we did before. And that'll be the biggest sin, repeating the same mistakes which when people say all oh, masking is cosmetic theater and you got criticized for that, if they go and revert back to that 15 years from now, 150 years from now, whenever the next one happens, yeah. um, I'm, I guarantee a lot of people will uh, be very outraged over that. And speaking of outraged, uh, this is a very interesting breakdown financially uh, from the Daily Mail. So with inflation where it's been the last you know year and a half or so, how do you achieve the American dream? Because now the cost to achieve the American dream is a staggering $3.4 million. That is correct. Wow. And here's, and they broke it down by different, like, you know, benchmark moments of your life. So the total cost to achieve the American dream is $3.4 million. The average cost of a wedding and your engagement and wedding ring. This is the average cost. just for the ring and the way. And we're talking, this is, we're not talking like, this isn't the exorbitant, like the high end, the bougie wedding. This is the average middle of the road, you know, church, uh, private golf course, or whatever you might go to, or wherever you go for your weddings these days. The average cost of a home with mortgage interest is $796,998. Oh, my God. The average home with mortgage, with your interest factored in, just a couple bucks short of eight hundred grand. which, you know, 15 years ago, you get a mansion for that. Yep. Uh, the lifetime car purchases total, in your lifetime, on average, you're going to spend $271,000 on vehicles, getting from point A to point B. I was always embarrassed by the fact that my dad would always have beat-down cars. And I'm like, Dad, you could afford to buy something a little nicer than this. <laughs> and he's like, I just want to get from point A to point B. <laughs> yeah. It's a depreciating asset. Cars are... Uh, well, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, just settle down. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're, I want to go back to your wedding story yeah. because you are... You, I'm, I mean, I know your girls are still little. They're yep. ten, ten, right? Ten. Yeah. Uh, they'll be ten in September. Ten. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, so they're nine. They just turned okay. nine. Yeah. They just turned nine in nine September. And a, nine and a quarter. So you've got, you know, maybe uh, a decade. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to get a buy one get one <laughs> wedding. <laughs> two, two girls. Two daughters. girls were getting oh married God. at a wedding at a <laughs> Wendy's drive-through. <laughs> right. So, do you believe in? Do you believe in marriage? No. That the parents of the. <laughs> That the parents of the bride should foot the ent- the entire bill. That's a, Do you believe that? That's a good I, question. You know, I think, I think if, if, let's say, the bride's parents and the groom's parents are both kind of in the same tax bracket, it should be like a team effort, I think, or at you least do. that could be introduced. Um, Kristen's parents paid for everything. And That's amazing. It, yeah, and it was, it was probably in the third, and this was 2008. 
and it was probably in the 30000 range, so it was well above the average cost because back in 2008, everything was <laughs> significantly cheaper. Um, I never really thought about that, though. I'm just hoping that my girls will be in a relationship at the same time and they both can get married simultaneously. Well, but, you better think about it. I know. Because there are some families, trust me, I know. that think that it should be on the father of the bride. Mm. Pay the not, the well, bride's we, family not, should pay. Not for nothing. My wife and I paid for our own wedding. Yeah. I mean, granted, I was I was 29 when I got married, so I probably should have. Um, but and you were working only, in radio, right? Yeah, my wife was only 24, okay. 25, something like that. All so. right. But yeah, yeah I, I just, because we wanted to do our own thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we didn't want to. Right. Well, I'm saying. I didn't object. I've been there, done that. And when you deal with people who think it's, I'm just telling you, Nick yeah. Kelly, you better start saving. I'm going to oh start looking. Dawn, two girls. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Someone oh. tells me my golfing and bourbon days are coming to an yeah. end. Yeah, well, they should already. Yeah. Because you should yeah. be saving for that right now. This is ridiculous. Lorenzo, you got any winners for this weekend? I'm going to need a little extra scratch. Um <laughs> So the average lifetime cost of pet care, hold on to your um, oh, microphone here for a second, Dawn, $67,000. Average lifetime for Dawn Stenzel, and, of, um, I don't know how many dogs you've had in your life, but the average, the average lifetime cost, sixty-eight grand. I know. We just, we just subscribed to Farmer's Dog, which is, a, is am- amazing because he was having that diarrhea because he's 14. Yeah. And n- it's amazing. He's a different dog. Really? And it's not cheap. Larry's like, what are you spending on the... Because he first signed up for it, but it's yeah. not cheap, but it's a game changer. Farmer's Dog. Farmer's Dog. Sounds, and like, they a send dog, it, sounds like a dog dating site. They <laughs> send, <laughs> stop. Oh, my goodness. Buddy boy. No, they send it to you frozen in a box. It's uh-huh. like the best dog food ever. Okay. But it's he loves it. Yeah. And it's really healthy. Yeah. And um, it's, you can, they cater it. It's right. like custom. Okay. It's incredible. Lifetime cost of average family health insurance premium. Health insurance for the family or the dog? No, for the for the family. Okay. For the family. Nine hundred and thirty four thousand dollars. How much? Nine hundred and thirty four thousand dollars. Lifetime cost of your average family health insurance premium. Insurance. That's correct. That's not even not, not life what insurance. they didn't cover. That, yeah. Or yeah, no co that doesn't include copays, deductibles. I believe it. Uh, average cost of raising two children until age eighteen. This is applicable oh, no. to me. Here we go. And me. And you. Five hundred and seventy six grand. Reminds me of the what? Episode. Yeah, five hundred and seventy six grand. Half a million dollars? To raise a kid from the moment you pop them out until they leave at eighteen. That's way too low. I you think that's what? low? Oh yeah, I would agree with that. Really? I I had always heard years ago that it was right. like a, like a million or that, something. Yeah, at least it, Nick, that number something's wrong with that All number. Right. This because, is uh, according to Investopedia, and I've got this article from the Daily Mail. No, that there's no way, and okay. especially in Philadelphia. I mean, we've spent we've spent that just on their education in private <laughs> schools. Why do you think I have multiple jobs? The right. kids the other day they were like, "How come you know Steve and Bob the across the street, you know the the married guys across the street, they were always fixing up their house and they have like these Lamborghinis." I said, "Yeah, Steve and Bob don't have any kids, right? And Steve <laughs> and Bob why. can't have kids, and so <laughs> despite like, what people try to tell you." <laughs> I don't think they want them. They're living their best life. Hell yeah. They got all the money they could want. <laughs> average, average cost of college, forty two grand. Um Is av- that total oh that's total. Average cost of college in state tuition one year, including room and board for two children, forty two thousand dollars. So I guess if both of my girls would go to in state you know, to Temple, 
mm-hmm. at the same time, twenty one grand each, forty two thousand total. Uh, average amount needed to retire is seven hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. And the average cost of a funeral is seven thousand eight hundred and forty eight. So dying's that, relatively cheap. That that retirement is way low too. Yeah. You think that's too low? Yeah. I think a lot of these stats I know. are low. These are let me yeah. see. Is, I, I don't know what Investopedia is. It's probably some website where they calculate these things. Uh, but that's where the Daily Mail, that's the source the Daily Mail used to calculate these different categories. But you know what, Nick? It's probably the average. So on the East Coast, that's why a lot of people are leaving and they're going to oh, places yeah. like Florida. Imagine these numbers in California. Yeah. <laughs> or here, even. Or here. Yeah. Seven, eight, almost eight grand to die. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right, so there you go, 855-839-1210. If you have thoughts, we have the great folks from Family Behind the Badge coming up uh, in just about 10 minutes in studio as we get to our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's the most unfriendly acts you're committing. I, mean, I don't know what the problem is, but I'm sure it can be resolved without resorting to violence. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Okay. You moved too soon. He did? Ooh, little chest pain. And the first rule in a crisis situation. You negotiate first and you attack last. Well, you negotiate first and then you attack. You never negotiated. Nah. You don't know what kind of an enemy I am. Who are you? I'm Vincent's brother. Think you know what it is? Call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Ah, yes, call at 12 today at 855-839-1210, $50 gift card to Wendy's. That's right, if you can identify that movie clip, $50 gift card to Wendy's. Call at 12, 855-839-1210, see if we get our winner on the other side. Families behind the badge at the bottom of the hour. And right now, time to tell you about the great folks at Wawa. December 8th, right? You're going to get about 17 days left before Christmas hits. So you might want to do some one-stop shopping. And you've got options, right? You can go to Wawa.com. Get your gift card there on the digital side of things. Pick one of their festive card designs, enter your card amount, and write a nice little message. You can choose to have your Wawa gift card show up in their inbox instantly or schedule it to arrive at the right moment, just like magic. Buy a digital gift card today and give the gift of Wawa to somebody you love. But if you like to go out and about, you enjoy the hustle and the bustle, head to your local Wawa. And the gift cards are right there for everybody on your list. You'll find gift cards for the Wawa fan in your life and for the fans of other brands like Amazon or Roblox. Grab one for your boss or your favorite aunt or uncle and make anyone's season bright in just one Wawa run. Happy holidays from Wawa, your one-stop shop for gift cards. See store for details. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Friday morning. Hopefully all of you having a great start to your work day or maybe the beginning of your weekend. You took a three-day weekend. Christmas will be here before you know it. Hanukkah underway. 855-839-1210, the phone number. We will have Mark O'Connor and Stephanie Mack in studio coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, also still ahead this morning, a little bit of the uh, part due of the cut sheet, and then we'll get to what Dawn has lined up. Uh, also, I don't believe we have our winner for the morning mystery movie clip. So uh, if that is the case, um, 
Should we should we run it back and play the clip one more time? I don't. Well, here's the problem: is that okay. we have a lot of people doing a lot of things, That's okay. so we don't have anybody to answer. So we will oh. we'll take somebody off 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 the air. Okay, we'll um, get the winner off air. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, sounds good. Um, and also, big weekend coming up. Um, you know, we've had Bruno on Wednesday. We had Harry Mays on Monday. Uh, our pal Sean Farage has just dropped his new Christmas jingle, uh, where he does his Trump impersonation singing it is absolutely glorious uh, we will try to get him on uh, i'm probably going to either get him on next week or the week leading into christmas before we all break nice uh also just a little housekeeping note because uh, i know a lot of our audience is very intrigued by the marsha blackburn dick durbin story over getting the jeffrey epstein flight logs uh, I have because she lived about ten minutes from me when I lived in Nashville. Um, across Nashville is a little town, a little township called Brentwood. Uh, I lived about ten minutes from Marsha Blackburn, so I have a request into her Nashville office to try to get her on to specifically talk about the Epstein flight logs. So uh, if I do get some some sort of uh, commitment from her and her office and her staff. We will certainly have that for you as well. Uh, lastly, uh, Eagles-Cowboys coming up mm. on Sunday night. Which, by the way, thank you, Don, for letting me know. I thought it was like a 425 game. It's actually the Sunday night game, which stinks for us because, you know, we like to be in bed before midnight. Uh, but Eagles-Cowboys, you know, why don't we actually do this? Because we have Mark and them coming in studio, so we won't be able to give our predictions then. I, we'll get the predictions out of the way now, 25 minutes early. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll be the hated guy, and I'll be the hated guy for the next 30 minutes. Oh, I won't no. just make a prediction and sign off and run and you know, <laughs> stick my tail between my legs. I think for the second straight week, the Eagles are going to go down and take a oh, loss. Oh, my God. I do. I do. They're, they're a three-point underdog at Dallas. Um, I think the Eagles, this will be their last loss of the year. Uh, they are, what, 10-2? and two. They will have their third loss and then run the table after this Dallas game. They will finish 14-3. and three. They will still be the one seed in the NFC. They will still host playoff games. Nope. The NFC will run through San Francisco. Um, so I will, uh, I will take the Cowboys to win this week. Uh, that scumbag Dak Prescott's playing really good football right now. Um, and I think the Cowboys at home are really good. So I was right last week on the 49ers. God knows I would love to be wrong again this week because I despise the Cowboys. Maybe not as much as Tony Bruno, uh, but I certainly hate the Cowboys. But I'm going to take the Cowboys for the victory. So Boo. I'll, be, I'll be the villain. What, what was your uh, What was your score? I did not give a score, oh. but I, I will give one now. Uh, the Cowboys are a three-point favorite. Um, let me just see what the over-under is so I have a, an idea. It's 51-and-a-half, so they're thinking a high-scoring game. Uh, I agree with that. I'm going to take the Cowboys 31 and the Eagles 27. Wow. Yeah. I am I, I am the opposite. Okay. I think the Eagles are going to win 30-27. to 30-27. to 27. Okay. Dawn, do you want to make a pick? I know you love making predictions. I think it'll be close, 24-20. 24-20. Wow. Okay. So Dawn's got the Eagles, 24-20. Yep. Soccer has them 30-27. to I've got Dallas, 31-27. to Because we've got some people coming off injuries. Yep. So that'll be... Hey, Dallas, got, Dallas Goddard might be coming back. Think, Dallas returns in Big D. I think he is. Oh, is it official? Okay. And doesn't our linebacker, the new linebacker... Shaq Leonard. Yep. It doesn't he start? So we could very well. Because we've got some linebacker yeah. issues. What about that? 
You know they do it. Uh, they do the thing on Fox News. Dana Perino reads sports. Yeah. We're gonna do Dawn reads sports. Dawn, <laughs> Dawn, 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 Dawn knows more about the Eagles injury report than I do. No, well, because I have a kid who plays football. That's that's yeah. my only point of yeah. reference is go. relating to. Okay, and he actually, my kid is a linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. that. All right, very good. Coming up next in studio, Mark O'Connor and Stephanie Mack from Families Behind the Badge Children's Foundation, and they will be telling us about a great cause and a great party coming up next Friday. We continue back after this. Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Friday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Nick Dawn and Greg with you joined in studio now and we haven't seen these two individuals for a while but good to have mark o'connor and stephanie mack back with us on behalf of families behind the badge (laughs) children's foundation uh and by the way they brought some beautiful beautiful swag for the the bend to the shore bike tour wow Uh, if you're watching on youtube yeah this is a nice black and red uh, look at that i think that's blue is that blue It is blue. blue. The lighting in here. Colorblind. Yes, I am. So this is stage lighting. Sorry. Look look how beautiful this is. Got the American flag on the sleeve. This this is heavy too. This is good for the winter. He's colorblind. (laughs) Colorblind. Stupid. The whole bit. Stop. But thank you very much for the uh, the apparel, and it's great to see you guys. And you know, had so much fun. Doing the bike ride, it was such a, you know, it was great for, for many, you know, in many regards, in many respects. But, yeah, at the end of the day, what you're doing it for, and it was fun to do all the funds and the, the games and the build-up, the training, you know, Greg and Dawn mocking me, oh, you're never going to finish. But, like, <laughs> you know, ultimately, you never lose sight of what it's really about. And it's about people like you guys that come together for great causes um, you know, police officers falling in the line of battle, always a thing for me. Um, I know we're going to talk about what we have coming up next Friday with Christopher Fitzgerald, the slain officer from Temple University. But just generally speaking, how rewarding is it when you are the head of something or you have come on in the last what, roughly year and a half or so? Just just talk about what it means to do something for a profession that is a thankless profession in many regards. So, obviously, I said it in July. Riding was probably the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something, a sliver of what they've done for me. And the rest of everyone else has who has lost a fallen officer. Um, but, you know, we get a family and you stick up, whether it's, you know, other widows or other people in blue or red and anything like that. And, you know, the ride itself mm-hmm. was, I, I look back and I'm like, holy crap, I actually did it. Right. And like, yeah, I trained and I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. And I remember the last, like, was it like nine miles? Yeah. Remember that? that yeah, was- you see the casinos, and you're like, boy, I'm almost there. And like, uh, no, you're not. And you're like, there's the wind. Right. And you're not making it. Yeah. Um, but there's a camaraderie element to this. Like, when we gathered at the yeah. end, and we got to the tents, and Wawa was, was there to feed us oh, and give us drinks. Hey, the hoagies. I was just looking for ice-cold water. <laughs> I was, I was so like, hungry. I'll, I'll hold off on the salami and the cold cuts right now. Just rehydrate <laughs> me. But yeah. everybody's sitting together underneath the tent for one common cause. It's like, yeah. wow, there's a lot of people in the same boat. Yeah, and 
PSP and I, we all crossed at the same time. And it was one of Marty Sargent's um, rode next to me the entire time. And I was like, you did not sign up for this. And he was like, no, I didn't. But your family, like you protect your own. And I think that's where families solidifies what we do and what they do and how they keep us all bonded together. So it's nice to know. It is. So we have the fourth annual Andy Chan holiday block party. It's coming up next Friday, December the 15th. Mark, if you could tell our audience a little bit about this and obviously some of those that will be remembered and some of the benefits of this. The funds from this event will go to the Chan family and the Fitzgerald family, the temple officer um, that was killed in the line of duty earlier this year. And Andy Chan was a highway patrolman that was was hit riding his motorcycle to work in 2019. He has a brain injury. And uh, so there's a constant need for support, financial support there, as well as the emotional support. But we also ask all of the family members, anybody we've ever connected with, to come out that night. And uh, and many, many do. So it becomes a very cathartic event for all of these family members to get together. And uh, they, they really like each other. And, and um, you know, it's really, really neat for me, Nick, to see these folks together. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they, are, they are heroes to me. They're inspirations to me, what they have gone through. And I, I think... Generally, the, the Delaware Valley community agrees with me, and, and that's we're, we're so lucky to have this constituency of people that support what we do with both the ride, and, and hopefully they'll come out next Friday night for the Andy Chan event. Yeah, and this obviously stands out as a Temple alum myself, and you know, doing what we do here on this show 20 hours a week. I mean, Dawn mentioned it countless times in her news. We had it as you know a conversation piece, what happened to Christopher Fitzgerald just tragic i mean just beyond words you know so what that family has had to deal with in the last handful of months is just you know hard to wrap your head around um with this coming up because it is a block party you're going to have multiple locations so let me fill everybody in on some of these details this is going to take place next friday december 15th from 4 p.m to 9 p.m on 2nd Street, right there in between Market and Chestnut. Uh, and the multiple locations that you need to know about, uh, you have Brownie's Irish Pub, Nick's Bar and Grill, Bootleggers, Rotten Ralph's, and we've given away gift cards uh, to Rotten Ralph's on our Morning Mystery movie clip, and a handful of other locations as well. So this is going to be, let's hope for the weather to be great, because you're going to have people probably going from location to location, and you got about a five-hour window where you have a nice block party and ultimately not losing sight of what this fourth annual event is really all about. We had about a thousand people estimates were really? last year. Wow. Yeah, so it's really a block party, yeah. and we we ask people to make a donation at either uh, Market Street or Chestnut when they enter Second Street. There, twenty dollar mm-hmm. donation. We have raffles. We have some live auctions. Um, uh, Tang will speak a little bit. Uh, Marissa Fitzgerald will be there with her children. Her mom and dad are flying in. Maureen Faulkner's flying in from California for the event, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so we're hoping to raise a lot of money. To, to give to these families. 50,000 50, last year? 50,000 last year. Our goal this year is $100,000. Oh, you could do that. Absolutely. Let's get, should we give out the website right now? That would be great. It's, right. it's fbbcf.org. Okay. Uh, fbbcf.org slash event slash Andy Chan 23. 
Yeah, and they can go right on there and make a donation. They can buy a ticket. Uh, we still have a few shirts left if they wanted to, but um, we, we really could use uh, some donations to get to that goal to take care of these families. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use the uh, domain name gregstockersucks.com <laughs> since it was such a uh, yes. it, yeah. it, since it was such a hit last time. And you still do. Uh, Kevin, if you're listening, please put please redirect this uh, that site onto uh, uh, for this charity. Uh, gregstockersucks.com. Um, hopefully it'll be up there uh, soon. All right. Thank you. Yes, yep. that'd be one. Stephanie and Mark, <laughs> yeah. great to see you guys again. Good to see you. All right. Thanks. We'll get this going. And uh, next Friday, folks, Friday, December the 15th, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. on 2nd Street, right there in between Market and Chestnut Streets. Yeah, and as are we, I'm going to be, I'm going to go to this. I hope many of you come out for this. So it'll be a kind of a WPHT reunion too that we can get together before the holidays. Wow! Yes. So I, Larry, Larry will be there. We're we're definitely going to come out, and you know, you think about you think about this time of year, and I know that a lot of times people are like, Dawn, you know, there's so much bad news, there's so much divisiveness. What's good? And you want to be part of a solution, and so I would just say, come out to this, or just go to the website and donate and you're part of the solution mm-hmm. and stephanie i know you're i'm gonna have stephanie and mark and also we're gonna have alex schaefer temple police we're going to continue the conversation on the other side for for the uh 10 a.m for the dawn show we're just a continuation live and local here 6 a.m to 7 p.m we were back on the zioli show talking about and you know about andy back when that broke and you know we had a different commissioner different time you think about what this family has been through stephanie what you've been through I want to ask Stephanie this because it, the holiday season, when you've gone through what you've gone through, and I know that you know families backing the badge, it's incredible, but it's an organization that you actually never want to be on the receiving end of, Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about what it means to you, especially this time of year. And I know we have so many people listening right now, what these donations mean to you know the Chan family and so many different families that remain nameless in the headlines. So I know we talk about it back in July and Mark mentioned it now, Um, you know, meeting Tang and Andy. uh, My first time was Easter, like right after Marty was killed um, at one of the breakfasts and me trying to keep a lower profile. I didn't want to, go up to anybody, wanted to be on my own. Um, but then when I met Mark and the rest of the organization, um, that was, I want to say it was the Marine Corps league, um, event. Um, that's where I met Tang and obviously the friendship started slowly. Um, still wanted to remain as under the radar as possible, but the family just, doesn't leave like it doesn't matter if you push away it doesn't matter if you open them with welcome arms right right off the bat um friendships and there's always that understanding of what immense responsibility it is to be in law enforcement and to be the family or the next of kin um so here we are where yeah owning more so than ever the names of those that have fallen and that's what the block party is going to do too it just intensifies the entire responsibility of us as family members for the parties 
All right, there you go. So don't forget, next Friday, December 15th, it's the fourth annual Andy Chan Holiday Block Party. Obviously, the event to raise money for the families of critically injured Philadelphia Highway Patrol Officer Andy Chan and Fallen Temple University Police Sergeant Officer Christopher Fitzgerald. And if you want to donate, fbbcf.org. Or in a matter of, I would imagine, minutes or hours, gregstockersucks.com will redirect you to that as well. Yeah, I'm going to put it up there, or I'm going to try and put it up there right now. We actually, you know, it's funny, we actually don't own the domain name. A listener <laughs> owns it, so I have to make sure that the listener uh, can put it up there uh, and is listening, and we'll put it up there. But, yeah, uh, yeah uh, the Andy Chan Holiday Block Party, um, FB fbbcf.org uh, right now. Uh, go there and donate. Um, it's a great cause. Yes. I love you guys so much. Mark and Stephanie, thank you so much for stopping in for the uh, the apparel and I'll start the bike training in February. <laughs> February. Yeah. That's great. When Thanks is the date? Yeah, yeah. what's the date on that? The bike ride. July 21st. July 21st. Sunday, July 21st. I'll start training in uh, mid-June. Well, I, <laughs> Mark, I don't know if you remember, but I, I kind of put my foot in my mouth and I said I would do the ride Yeah, this he's year, coming so, this year. So. Stalker's in. Yeah. I, well, I, now you just mentioned it. Now you have seven months. I, so. My, my, my back. It's like. <laughs> lower, this disc is lower, back. lower yeah. back issues Jeez. and stuff like that. I already forecast out having a sinus infection. Is that what you're going to say next? <laughs> 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 He's dead allergies. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Mark and Stephanie. Great Woo. to see you guys again. Thank you. Have a good one. Yes, you too. Have a great weekend. We'll be back to wrap up Kale and Company after this. It's Kale and Company on demand. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Winding things down as we get ready for another weekend. The Dawn Show coming up in just about eight or nine minutes. We'll also find out who won social media today. But we do have a little bit of audio to get to. Better late than never. <laughs> Way late, but Way it's all late, good. But it's, all it's good. Uh, time for a Friday installment of What's on the Cut Sheet Part Do. What's on the Cut Sheet? I do. I've been sitting on this all week, and we only have time to get to one, but I've been sitting on this all week. Al Gore, former president, former, excuse me, vice president, Al Gore, says that social media algorithms are like AR-15s. Oh, oh they kill people. I Apparently, oh. this is frightening, frightening stuff. This is worse than climate change. We're going <laughs> to, the new war on social media algorithms. <laughs> By a bunch of people who don't know what the hell social media algorithms right, are, they just right. hear the buzzword. Cut yeah. eight, guys. Go. If you have social media that is dominated by algorithms that uh, pull people down these uh, rabbit holes that are a bit like pitcher plants, these algorithms, uh, they are the digital equivalent of AR-15s. They ought to be banned. They really ought to be banned. It's an abuse of the public forum. But when, these, when people are pulled down these uh, rabbit holes, you know what's at the bottom of the rabbit hole? That's where the echo chamber is. Uh-oh. Uh, and if you spend too much time in the echo chamber, what's weaponized is another form of AI, not artificial intelligence, artificial insanity. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm serious. I'm serious. QAnon is just the best-known version of artificial insanity. And these uh, devices are the enemies uh, of self-government, and they're the enemies of democracy. We need reforms for both democracy and capitalism. Both, are, both sets of reforms are possible. 
So uh, Al Gore will be coming to Parks Comedy Night very shortly. <laughs> you know, get ready for him. He'll lead off for Zioli. No, I mean, look, there's there are algorithms for sure, and some of them are certainly rigged. I mean, I think I experience it probably every day because I the two things that I see the most on social media when I pull into my Twitter account is I see political viewpoints that are usually conservative, and I see sports stuff and sports betting stuff. Like They, they know the type of content that I look for. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think what the dangerous element of algorithms with social media is when they rig it so that you certainly will only see one set of political views. Yep. And I would take it beyond just social media. Like the Google search results. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult to look for certain things. You can find plenty of left-leaning stuff on a Google search. Try looking up like Republican candidates and sometimes around election season. A lot of that stuff gets suppressed and you got to go to like page five and page six of your search results. So I think that's the dangerous part of it. There you go. All right, Al Gore. How about that? Mm. You were sitting on that all week. I was. <laughs> You're probably a little sore now. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, let's uh, find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show. Just six minutes out. Yeah, so upcoming, obviously, we'll continue the conversation with Mark and Stephanie and then bring in Alex Schaefer, Temple, um, Temple University Police, and we'll talk about the great events and in the context of the defund the police movement and what that has done really shattering families not just affecting all of us so we'll we'll get into that conversation as well so many updates on the upenn campus this morning and we're still on liz watch mcgill watch yeah down with mcgill (laughs) so we started out with your great big take this morning we continue to watch this will she resign will they fire her we're told there are other emergency meetings happening on this Ivy League campus right here in Philadelphia making national headlines. That's going on. And then we continue with the law enforcement theme in the 11 a.m. hour with our with my friend Betsy Brantner-Smith of the National Police Association. But there's so much on tap. And we're also covering the story of this teen girl yep. in Montgomery County. Why is this story being swept underneath the carpet and parents and families are furious over this so is there legal action looming we got it all covered all right the dawn show coming up at the top of the hour as we wrap it up a friday with greg stocker and who won twitter today who won twitter Standing up, Nick. <laughs> I gotta oh, yeah. go record spots. I got you. And we're recording commercials. <laughs> jacket on. Road. <laughs> it's unbelievable. No, he does have to record yeah. some things for yeah. us. Uh, Road Warrior wins uh, Twitter, uh, all because he's a Gen X like myself, and he has Andrea Zuckerman from Beverly Hills 90210 as his gift. Vivek is that dude that we all hated in high school. Yeah, uh, I do agree with that. With the Andrea Zuckerman raising her hand. Anybody watching 90210 knows exactly what I'm talking about. Who won? YouTube, I'm going to give it to Santo. He says, what's worse, a Christmas tree shortage or the fact that there is a National Christmas Tree Association? (laughs) I agree with that. I agree with that. Santo, who's listening to us 50,000 feet in the air. I don't know how he's doing that. I don't know how he is either. It's great work. God bless him. There you go. All right, that'll do it for us on a Friday. Have a great rest of your day, a great weekend. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. And as my favorite Ohio bus driver, would say sick of you <laughs> i'm sick of all of this <laughs> i'm done with it start your day with kale and company weekday morning 6 till 10 on talk radio 1210 wpht and the free odyssey app